Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right. High noon in the District of Columbia. You are listening to B. Mitch and Finley, brought to you by our friends at Rude HVAC Equipment. Head over to Rude.com to find a contractor near you and available tax credits and rebates. Remember, if it ain't Rude, it ain't right. And don't forget, B. Mitch and Finley is presented by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. Let the MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Visit johnsellsdmv.com. Uh, Commander's practice going on. We're going to get some updates from the field, see who's out there, see who isn't. Now, B, there's a lot for us to discuss, kind of who's going to play, who should play, et cetera. But there was something – I know we played this live on the show yesterday when Ron was talking, but he had a comment I wanted to circle back to. Landville, I know you guys have um, – I believe you have this ready. Ron talked at length about one of the – arguably the biggest problem he had in his four years in Washington was the lack of a capable – quarterback didn't real you know honestly that that's that's probably the been the biggest crux of it all is trying to find that guy i mean that's the hardest thing for anybody it doesn't matter whether you're here uh, or at you're one of the other places that are looking for that guy i mean you, you know you're fortunate if you get a head coaching job where there's a guy you better relish that and you better succeed i'll tell you that right now um you know and, and, and i've said this before if if you know a guy like Alex Smith, if he never gets hurt, I'd never come here because I, I think Jay and what they were doing would have continued. I mean, you get a guy like that, man, you you run with it. I promise you that. Um, it would have been cool to have a guy like that. It really would have because, you know, I think there's a lot of talent in that room. I think there's some good playmakers. Um, you know, in the last four weeks, we've only given up three sacks. So there's there's some potential there. But, the, the, you know, to have a guy that, that's been there, that's been developed – that's that's pretty cool. I promise you that 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 if you go there, you're you're a head coach, and you got to have success. Okay. You should. That do you- message don't sound like a message I heard earlier this year, and it doesn't sound like a message I heard right when they said about like he's, when he made the comment about the quarterback. You came in and you had people. This is year four now. We brought in people that. Journeyman Fitzpatrick. Carson Wentz had no longer was the guy we saw in 2019. So ultimately, yeah, if you have one, it's easy for everybody. But can you not do it if you have to find one and develop them? Because we've seen other people go find one and develop them and get it done. 
I don't think if you if they really feel the way you just stated, why the hell do you bring Fitzpatrick and Carson Wentz into this uh, mix? I think the Fitz. We all look at the Carson as a disaster. The the myth of Ryan Fitzpatrick versus the reality is so dramatically distorted. Um, I, I mean, the decision to go with Fitz, frankly, I, I think was worse than the decision to go with Carson. One, one, maybe not, because Carson costs you draft picks as well. But Fitz, people think he was coming off this excellent year. He threw 13 touchdowns and eight picks. Like, he hadn't. I think at best he was going to give you a B minus performance, whereas you you thought you had really built a team. It's like shouldn't you swing higher? Like you knew exactly what he was at that point. Not to mention he was thirty nine years old and hadn't started a complete but, season uh, since twenty fifteen. When I heard that yesterday, I immediately went to Fitz. So if you are trying to find one, that's the guy you bring in, right? And, and you know, you, it, 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 listen, man. Like you said before. It's contradictory. You said before, the story changes. 100%. 100%. And, and now it's a convenient, yeah, we never had a quarterback, couldn't get things done. Um, if you look around the NFL, I, I, no one's denying that having a stud quarterback is the fast track to real success in the NFL. Nobody's denying that. Period. Full yeah. stop. But let's just take a look around at Cleveland, who's eleven and five. I was thinking the exact same thing. But but B, it doesn't stop there because Cleveland might be one of these rare teams that is a is a legit, at least a semi legit Super Bowl contender because they have an elite defense, elite, like world class elite, right? That we're going to talk about and remember. Indy isn't. The Colts are not that team. The Colts are just well-coached, they have some good players, and they've gotten good enough play from Gardner Minshew that they're 9-7. and seven. Do they play in a bad division? Sure. But still, they're just coaching up the guys they have. They don't have an elite quarterback in Indy. Mm-hmm. Houston got a rookie quarterback. Seems like he might be the guy. He's also missed some time. They've coached up the rest of the team there. They're 9-7. and seven. Let's go to the number one seed. Baltimore? No, no, I mean in the NFC. Sure, go to no, them. No one thought when he was drafted because Brock Purdy was sitting there behind two people. Both of those quarterbacks got hurt, and they got rid of one, but both of them are gone from there now, and he's leading the way. Why? Because they got him there, they found something that he could do well, developed him to be great at that, and now they're winning on a regular basis. So, it, it, listen – they don't just fall out the sky. They don't just fall off of trees. You have to nurture them a little bit. So that's the problem. We thought we could just go grab somebody who has some veteran leadership, plug them in, and they were going to be the guy. got to nurture some damn people sometimes. got to build the whole operation. That, that's the one word of caution I have for everybody that's so obsessed with getting the two-pick and drafting a quarterback you and I disagree on this, Brian. I think Justin Herbert's a fantastic quarterback. I think he's going to be one of the best players in the NFL for the next decade. The Chargers are 5-11. and 11. Like, you can have the quarterback and still be bad. Yeah. 
and it, it, it's about an entire. That's why I bring up the Ravens and the Niners, right? And and you can go further and talk about the Cowboys and the Dolphins and and good teams that are out there. If you don't build the entire operation, like. Arch, I never watched Archie Manning, right? But apparently he was great, and he was on some of the worst Saints teams the NFL had ever seen. Yep. And it burned out his career. And, and, and compare that to Jeff Hostetler, who was probably never that good, but he got on a great Giants team and was able to win a Super Bowl. Like, I, th- those are historic examples. People want to tell me, oh, it's a passing league. you got to dismiss all that now. I'm not so sure it is. You, because you have to dismiss nothing. It still comes down to coaching. And putting players in the right position and having players that can actually do what you want them to do. I think Kenny Pickett is legit bad. And I think the rest of the people that started for Pittsburgh aren't very good. And the Steelers are 9-7. and seven. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe to be a true Super Bowl contender, you need the elite quarterback. But that doesn't mean you have to find the elite quarterback in the top five. You sure as hell hope it happens. I'm not advocating that they do anything but take a quarterback at number two. But folks are so locked into this mindset that there's only one way to get anything done in this hey. league. And and I just – you've got to build an entire organization, man. It's funny that the quarterback is very important, but he is the most dependent position, quarter, position in all sports. You still got to get a line to block for you. You better have a running game to go with it. You better have receivers who are going to catch balls that may be contested, and they need to be thrown when they're contested. Quarterback don't just come on your team and it automatically happens. B, if if Wentz and Heineke were the problem last year, they went 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. Mm-hmm. You've bottomed out from that. without. A, I mean, really, I think your old line's gotten better. I think the guard play last year was awful. I kind of think the quarterback play has gotten better. Now, the enemy comes in, you run a different offense, your defense completely falls apart. I think you point to coaching this year more than anything else. The organizational, like, what did you have at linebacker? We thought their secondary was better, was it? We don't know, brother. It's just. It's not what we thought it was going to be, I'll tell you that. They went 8-8. I was hyped. For the secondary. Right, me too. I was hyped for the defense. But I always felt like we were trying to compare our defense to certain people, certain players on other teams that dominate every game, and and they were never there. I also felt that. I'm just saying the collapse this year is not entirely Sam Howell's fault. When, no, your, no, no, when that, your defense goes from top five to 32. I never said it was Sam Howell's fault. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you. I'm yeah. just talking in general. Yeah. So, like, what I'm saying is, Lambeau, can you play Ron one more time yesterday? About quarterbacks and the importance of the position and, and why he's been undone here in Washington. Didn't real, you know, honestly, that, that's that's probably the, been the biggest crux of it all is trying to find that guy. I mean, that's the hardest thing. For anybody, it doesn't matter whether you're here uh, or at your one of the other places that are looking for that guy. I mean, you, you know, you're fortunate if you get a head coaching job where there's a guy, you better relish that and you better succeed. I'll tell you that right now. Um, you know, and, and I've said this before, if, if, you know, a guy like Alex Smith, if he never gets hurt, I never come here because I, I think Jay and what they were doing would have continued. I mean, you get a guy like that, man, you, you run with it. I promise you that. Um, it would have been cool to have a guy like that. It really would have because 
you know, I think there's a lot of talent in that room. I think there's some good playmakers. Um, you know, in the last four weeks, we've only given up three sacks. So there's there's some potential there. But, the, the, you know, to have a guy that, that's been there, that's been developed, that, that's that's pretty cool. I, I promise you that 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 if you go there, you're, you're a head coach and you got to have success. Okay. You, you should. I, there's so much interesting to that. One that Alex is the reference point here when – uh, understandably, I get why Ron was so hesitant to play him after the injury, but Ron didn't want to play him, didn't want to put him on the roster. Mm-hmm. Even Jay, I remember, was a little grumpy that the offense wasn't moving that well. But Alex won games, period. That You look back at his career, that's what he did. He won games. He was moved three times over the course of probably 15 years. Yeah. Um, but the notion, so let's just look at the numbers, right? In, in 2022, they went 8-8-1. You had legit weapons in McLaurin and Dotson. Samuel didn't deliver quite as much as he had this year. But your quarterbacks collectively only completed 62% of their passes, 24 touchdowns, 16 picks, a, a, a collective QBR of about – At this year you're talking about? No, I'm talking about last year. Last year. When they won eight games of about 40, roughly. Wentz was a 34. He was terrible. Heineke was a 46. He gave you chances, and he cost you chances. Um, Howell played the one game. He completed 11 passes. You want to read a lot into that? Good for you. Um, This year, if it's about quarterback play, Howell's completed 64% of his passes. We'll round up. Mm -hmm. More touchdowns, but more picks. And the QBR is Mm 42.2. Like, what the hell happened that you got more or less similar quarterback play and you've lost and you've lost double the games? Defense. They rank 32nd. And who's where, where does that where do you point to for that? It's not about the quarterback, dude. No, it's not. But see, we can keep talking about the quarterback because you know what? We are so enamored. Everybody talks about We're it. We're so enamored with the quarterback, and you know, it's a deflection, is what what's going on. Let's not see what the real problem is. You were ranked number three last year defensively. You're ranked 32nd this year. That's where the damn problem happened at. And if I, the defense was somewhere top 15 or higher, offense gets more chances than things of that nature, too. You can see a different game. But like I said before, when the ball is turned over or they get the other team get the ball, it's nowhere where it says they have to score. Right. Okay? And the whole problem is the defense has stopped nothing this year. And that's 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 the major problem. So offensively, and I'm going to tell people, like it's always, let's run the ball, let's run the ball. When your defense can't stop nobody, you're trying to throw it to score. You're not going to just run it. It's a major problem. The defense, if you look at the defensive production last year, and go through those games and see how things work, and look at it this year, and you go, okay, I, I see what's going on. We were leading, we're leading, I mean, uh, way ahead of people giving up big explosive plays. In the run, in the pass, whatever. And it's kind of hard to keep a same mindset when you see that happen, and it happens weekly. Uh, Right. Brian, undeniably priority number one for the organization needs to be finding the right quarterback, period. Yeah. But if people think that's a panacea to everything that ails this organization, you're out of your mind. 
<laughs> I agree. They need a lot. They need they need a lot all over the building, all over the field. Um and and I just I just don't want people to get too caught up on a singular issue that they're convinced immediately makes them a contender. Because I think there are – I mean, you've heard my theory plenty, right? You've got probably five good NFL teams, five bad teams. Everybody else everybody else is somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think when you talk about true elite quarterback play, you've got three, maybe four of them. And then you've got five to seven that get paid like that. I think if you land in that next tier of the five to seven getting paid like they're elite, even though they're only pretty good, I think that sets up a whole bunch of problems too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the the kind of dicey line they've got to walk here. I just it, it's tricky because I want to. I think what we're gonna to have to do, Jay, and I've I've listened in this town for well over twenty years, well past that. We always want everything in this town, but we don't want to pay for nothing. We've gone through it where we've had quarterbacks on minimal contracts, and we've had people, but you know, we we we, we want to compete against the best of the best. If we do not start going out and spending some money at the high, at the level that the other teams are, we're going to keep being in the position we are. So we have to get to the point, listen, I, I'm the previous regime, they wasn't trying to spend. They were trying to get but save. You got to if you want to compete with the big dogs, you got to be close to the big dog spending. If you're not, you're going to have a problem. And I hear more fans like, man, we can't spend that money on these players, but you want them to compete against the teams with the, with the better players. You got to get off of that. We, I don't know why we have this penny ante ass mindset in this town. We got to get out of that quickly. We got to do exactly what the other teams do. Get top-notch players. When they're good, pay them. And if they get paid, then we expect them to play. We can't not want to pay nobody but don't want to hold anybody accountable. That is a recipe for damn being losers or being average. Well said. I, you know, I think it's remarkable that people want to celebrate cap space, right? And, I mean. I probably Queen- left Philadelphia because of that exact reason. I said it's amazing how we brag about the cap space after every year, but we weren't in the, in the damn Super Bowl. Well, and, and look, there are teams that mess it up. And yeah. I would say the Saints have been messing this up for some time. But if you look at the teams with the least, as currently projected, the least cap space for next season, a lot of them are really good. <laughs> Bills, Dolphins, Cowboys, Niners, they're yeah. all in the top ten. Ravens are Ravens are tenth. Okay, now, look at there's all, teams look, out there that are kind of a mess. The Browns are in there. But the look Steelers at all of those teams with all that cap space, they're in the playoffs. Right. Okay, so if you have all that cap space and you're not in the playoffs, it means you should be spending some of that damn cap space. Right. Like, the the Saints have the least effective cap space, right? That's because they've been mismanaged for probably close to a decade, if not five, six years, as they tried to hang on to the end of the Breeze era. Mm -hmm. And then they traded for a quarterback with a contract that he has far underperformed. The Bills are trying to win, so they spend a lot of money. The Dolphins are trying to win, so they spend a lot of money. The Chargers have talent. They just had a god-awful coach, and they paid a young quarterback, so they're spending a lot of money. The Broncos, 
Russ Wilson's deal is probably the, one of the biggest reasons that thing is upside down. Cowboys spend a lot. They're winning. Browns spend a lot. A lot of that is Deshaun Watson, who they're winning mm-hmm. in spite of. Mm-hmm. But at, at least they're going to the playoffs. The Steelers are a team that typically doesn't spend that much is, is at least a mindset. But no, man, they pay their stars. Yeah. What does T.J. Watt make it, 30 a year? You should pay your stars. <laughs> we, we And we get to the point where we want our stars to take bargain deals. Dude, the you don't Ni- like that. Listen, think about the Niners. The only reason they're able to operate right now is because Purdy's on a rookie deal. Yeah, <laughs> the but, Niners. But let's the Niners real. are going to be in the but negative. The, the way that they're constructed, when they have to pay Purdy, they still They'll probably will have players out. to get to go out there and play. They will figure it out. That's what the good teams do. They spend the money and they figure it out. The Rams won a Super Bowl just paying everybody, had to recalibrate on the fly, had a couple down years, and sure looked like they're pointing up again. Look, bro. The good teams figure it out. Remember back in the day where you had schools saying, man, we're not going to do this to get those players, but they want to compete, though. They still want they still want your the coach to go out there, how you doing it, how they do it, and want you to compete. And every once in a while, every blue moon, guess what? A coach can't compete and get there. But he's not going to compete on a regular basis with the dudes that's doing the other stuff. The NFL is legal to pay people. You better damn well start paying them. I think the radio industry, too. When we come back, Peter Rosenberg joins us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Fired up. Get to talk to our guy, Mr. Peter Rosenberg, the king of New York, ESPN New York, 97, about 8,000 other podcasts. Peter, what's going on, dude? How are you? Yo, happy new year, boys. What up, brother? Happy new year to you, man. Um, Last Ron- couple days saying happy new year. 
and then move yeah. on. But I'm gonna get it in here. Uh huh. Dude, I saw some of your little videos, Peter. Say it again. I saw some of your videos. You say don't don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> which which videos do you mean? Oh, the one you posted. Were you uh, <laughs> on the beach? I don't know what the hell it was. I just saw, yeah, yeah, on the beach, on the beach. <laughs> I had a good time, guys. I had a really, really good oh, time. Oh, yeah. How great was the weather? It was, yo, man, everything about that trip was uh, fire. It was, the weather was perfect. You know, like, it was super sunny, but it was the beginning of summer in in Rio. So, like, I, I was able to actually catch a nice tan for the first time in years instead of burning. Like, I caught myself a nice tan, relaxed. It was a beautiful, beautiful trip, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling relatively, relatively relaxed. There you go. Um, well, let me ask you, since you're relatively relaxed, are you checked out on this commander's season? He told I, you that I before you went on this trip. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw your post the other day on, uh, on Twitter about this, asking fans where they were, and. Separately from that, you know, I told my wife the other day as I had the game on, you know, she was like, why do we even have this on? I said, listen, you have to appreciate this is as checked out as I have ever been. Like, just like, and and I'm not even angry. I'm just, there's nothing to be watching for, in my opinion, right now. So uh, I'm very much, you know, I, I flip channels. Honestly, right now, I can't even remember who we played last week. Which game was last week? The Niners. <laughs> Oh, Niners. Oh, yeah. When I really checked out, when I saw the report that Sam was playing, what a crazy difference a few weeks make. Like, six weeks earlier, I would have been psyched to watch just to watch Sam. And six weeks later, I'm like, oh, man, I I wish I I wanted to see what a whole game from Jacoby looked like because I'm just curious to get a better look at Biennemi's offense through a more skilled quarterback because – in those couple of halves that we saw from Jacoby, it looked like all of a sudden that the talented offense we'd seen earlier in the year. So when I heard that Jacoby wasn't playing, I was I, I just lost interest in the game. I mm. sort of felt bad for Sam. It kind of gave me Zach Wilson vibes, like you've been benched, but then you have to play anyway, which is a tough spot to be in. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, guys, I'm checked out. It's it's. I finally started like looking at draft pick position and really thinking like, oh my god, we're gonna draft a really high level quarterback here. Um, but I, I'm not mad. I mean, listen, we 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 all said at the beginning of the year, Snyder sells the team. We'll accept whatever happens this year. I'm living up to that. I don't care about this year. Um, let's let's get a full reset. You know, we're not like the the teams I cover up here who are going to be stuck doing the exact same thing again next year. At least we know next year this whole thing is going to look very different. Yeah, you know, the difference I'd say with the Giants and the Jets, the Jets situation was so unique because of Aaron Rodgers holding everybody hostage, right? Yep. But the Giants, maybe this is silly, they kind of showed me something the second half of the year. They showed me that Brian Dable is a legit good coach and not just somebody who kind of got – flash in a pan that first season. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Daniel Jones is the answer there, but they played tough late in the year, and I think you let Dable and Shane keep building. Yes, I, I, now, I agree. You're, they're you're, only 5-11. and 11. They're only one game better than Washington, but they showed something different than Washington in a lost year. 
I 100% agree with that. I mean, Dable did enough now that you go, okay, you know, this is a team that is just clearly not talented. Uh, Let's see what they can do. The reason they're still depressing to me is because they signed Daniel Jones, don't know who he is. They they are going to be stuck in the exact same Saquon situation again. So the feelings, whatever doubts and concerns you had about Daniel Jones going into last season – you still have, except add an injury. And whatever doubts you had about giving Saquon a ton of money, you have the same feelings again. So in that sense, it feels like the Giants are just kind of continuing the same thing. I also don't understand what they did. They played DeVito when the season was still alive. Uh And then they benched DeVito when the season was dead, which is exactly backwards. Totally. They, They took... Should have done the exact opposite. Played Tyrod when the season still mattered. And then once the season was done, you might as well look at DeVito the rest of the season and see if you found yourself a really cheap backup. So, but listen, all of that is to say, I'd frankly rather be us than both of those teams. I'd rather be a team that, that is fully resetting, I mean, from the top down to know new ownership, new coach, uh, my my guess is, uh, are you guys talking to the enemy today? Uh, yeah, he talks. Uh, he I think should talk one, one about, about an hour or so. Yeah, I mean, my guess is the enemy will be around, but I, I mean, everything's going to be so different. Uh, I'd much rather be, you know, in the spot that we're in. We, we learned that we might have a guard in Cosby and Cosby who can really play. Um, you know, you saw from your skill positions, basically those guys are still really good players. You, I loved what I saw from from Gibson this year and B-Rob. Like, you got players you like on this team, the ones you can keep. But, frankly, up and down, we're going to see a lot of change. And oh, yeah. it's what we need. It's, it's what we need. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when the Giants got the Joe Shane-Dable combo, I, I, if you remember, when the Giants got Shane is when Ron fired Kyle Smith and was going to go interview guys and bring new people in. I wanted him to get Shane, and I thought there was a chance because there was a semi-Carolina connection via Sean McDermott and and Brandon Bean and everything in Buffalo, and Ron just went and got his old buddy from Carolina instead, Marty Herney. Um, it, it's going to be an interesting weekend because I, I get the vibe that a lot of veterans aren't going to play. Um, Curtis Samuel wasn't at practice today. I, I, I'm not expecting a heck of a lot out of John Allen, guys like that. Um Terry McLaurin does need about a little less than 60 yards to get to 1,000. I can see that mattering to him. But here's a question for you, Peter. And um, I don't know how this is going to go, right? Okay. Does Ron Rivera deserve some sort of fan send-off? Some sort of recognition here? Peter, did we lose your connection? No, I... <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking like hell no, um, man. For what? I mean, I, because he I was think that stuck. I don't know. I'm asking. No, I mean the truth. No, we, we got to be a big boy organization, right? This this is to be this this is a team with a winning, glorious history that still exists, and a guy who survived Snyder and then got us into this new era without ever really doing anything special. Um, no, I'm sorry. He seems like, again, I said this many times on your show, he seems like a really nice guy. That's what he seems like. You guys would know better than me, but he seems that way. Besides that, though, 
this team is not in a better space. I, I can't say he developed some culture of winning. I mean, this is a team that in major spots, guys, we could have had a season. I mean, we, let's just be real. We could have had a season. We could all point to the spots and go, that was where what looked like a maybe promising season completely fell apart. And then you get to weeks like the Jets game a couple weeks ago, which, yes, I did manage to watch from a hotel room in Brazil. Don't, don't ask how I wasted time doing that, but I did. Um, and you have games like that where, you know, they just show up straight up flat and unable to play against a Trevor Simeon-led Jets team. Like, it's inexcusable. That was, that just, halftime of that game was the worst. The worst. The lowest it, point. It, it, it's, exactly. And now, listen, they, they, it, was, it was a cute – it was a cute second half uh, comeback, and but but I say all of that to say, Ron, as nice a guy as he might be, let's be honest. He, he, listen, I feel that the guy went through cancer and had to work through that. I'm so glad he's doing okay. He'll get another NFL job. God bless him. But he didn't inspire great play. He didn't inspire this city. The only thing that has inspired this city in any way over the last few years is number one, of course, the sale of the team. 1,000%. And the random happenstance and fun that was Taylor Heineke for a little while. That's the only thing that's really happened. And, and, and that only happened because the QB situation was so totally botched. So what are we supposed to celebrate, man? Like, you know, his, his check's cleared, right? He got what he deserved, his money. That, that's it. We just, no, man, there's, there has not been a coach, frankly, in this organization since the great Joe Gibbs left that has deserved anything from us as fans, except for, hey, thanks for giving your shot. Mm. I think you're probably right. I'm curious what, if anything, they do. I, I also think there is still a national perception, and it's it's one of the reasons I wanted to ask you that, because you have certainly a local understanding, but – you're also in New York, so you're not as close to this. I, I think locally, I think Commanders fans are, are just over it all. I think nationally, Ron still carries this gravitas that may or may not be deserved. And I just, I'm curious if the new owners try to send this out the right way to make it look good on a broader scale. I, I don't know that it's deserved. I'm just curious. You know, I would ask the question, is that necessary? I mean, wh- wh- why would the new ownership come in and want us to have to sit up here and applaud Below mediocrity. Right. And, and, that's and not, that's not the mindset I think I want to have fans with. And for, the, and for the national perception of Ron Rivera, could someone explain to me if Ron Rivera deserves to have a better legacy than Cam Newton has right now? They, they were both really great in 2015. That, that's it. Like, is anyone sitting here lauding Cam Newton's great career? It's kind of been the same thing they they've fallen off like it you know what i mean so i, I don't know why ron really did yeah whenever i'm watching the game and the national broadcast happens they show ron rivera and they kind of give him some level of reverence i really think it's just the way he carries himself i mean you guys are around him do you think it's that is it does he just carry himself in a way that sort of commands respect and and kindness yeah in, in a lot of ways he, he tries to be like you see some of the at least with the media, right? You, you, we've seen plenty of people have bad years. I, I point to Brandon Staley this year, Matt Patricia a few years back in Detroit, where he, they really try to like dehumanize reporters that are just doing their job. And Ron hasn't really done that 
the end of this year. There have been times, though, where Ron snaps at the media to try to, like, control the messaging. Um, I, you're right. I, some of it may just be perception and image that he's carefully cultivated. I, I'm not advocating for it. I was just asking if you thought, should there be one and will there be one? And it sounds like the answer is no to both. I think the answer is no to both. And, and I also ask my fellow fans out there, am I the only one who really feels like the number one sort of aching pain that I feel as a Commanders fan? It used to sort of be what happened with RG3 and, and Cousins, like that sort of nagged at me. And then even seeing Cousins go on to success, and I think we all would agree now, had they just signed Kirk Cousins to a long-term deal back when he was affordable, this team would have been a lot better off and more stable because of it. But the thing that pains me now is just whenever I see Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, I just, I just am like, man, think about how different this team could be. Like Kyle Shanahan is maybe the most impressive young coach in professional sports. I mean, really, he's in the conversation for the best younger coach in all of American sports. And he was sitting right there. And I just, it just eats at my craw. Yeah. I, you know, that stuff I don't think could have changed while Dan was here, especially with Kyle, particularly with Kyle. But the Shanahan relationship in general. Yeah, that that thing went pretty nuclear both ways. Um, but McVeigh for sure, and who knows, man? Maybe there'll be a uh, a reunion. You know, I, I, I kind of doubt it. But um, Peter, we appreciate you making time for us. I know you're early today, so hopefully we're not keeping. Appreciate you, up. you, brother. Nah, man. Appreciate you guys. Talk next week. All, All right. right, that's our guy Peter Rosenberg. You can give him a follow at Rosenberg Radio. Coming up at one o'clock, we're opening the phones. It is a bleep you. Thursday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A few things to get to before Bleep You Thursday opens up. Uh, It sounded like Brian was a hard no on the should they or will they run some sort of recognition of Ron on Sunday. Just wanted to check in with the boys on the aquarium. What's the reason for it? Normally when something like that happens, I understand Like he was brought in to make a change about how this, uh, you know, what was going on. But I think many people were confused by what was really happening. You know, when you look at it, we were thinking culture change to me means a lot about the football. When I'm looking at a coach talk about it. Sure. But it was never about the football, must be, because the football is just like it was before. Um, that's all fair. Let's, let's go around the room. Let's give uh, Landfill a chance. Landini, do you think there should or will be any sort of recognition tribute to Ron Rivera on Sunday? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know that there should be, but I think they actually will. You think they will? Yeah. Okay. Um, Jeff, what about you? Jeff's not here. Come on. You know better than that. (laughs) What about my man Russell? Chris Russell joins us, host of the Chris Russell Show. The Chris Russell show. Yeah. Like sorry. Rick Russell. He used to be a burly right hander back in the nineteen uh, eighties. How are you guys? Uh we're good. Good, brother. Bruce, um you think there'll be any sort of tribute or recognition of Ron on Sunday? I gotta I gotta be honest with you, I had not thought about this 
Um, and they didn't do one for Kerrigan, which was the last one that I think they could have done that when he came back with the a, Eagles. A shockingly terrible decision. Right. So I think but because Kerrigan also had a long, correct, and important and strong track record here. But I think because they got bashed upside the head correctly for that. And I think even though clearly there is a major difference, Ryan Kerrigan's legacy versus Ron Rivera's legacy, I do think there will be like a little thank you, Ron, you know, type of thing. Maybe at halftime when nobody's paying attention kind of thing. That would be my guess. I don't know if it'll be before the game. Um, and because if you're doing a thank you, Ron, and of course you haven't announced that he's being fired yet, Aren't you basically announcing that he's fired if you do a thank you, Ron? So maybe they won't do it. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I know that Ron's 26 and 39 and one in his four years in Washington. Um, Maybe if we hear something before the game about this is, you know, Ron's last game, maybe. I'm not sure I anticipate that, but it wouldn't shock me at the same time. I don't think the organization would do that, right? I mean, I think there'll be national reports that say this is Ron Rivera's last game, even though there haven't been, you know, anything. There hasn't been anything definitive. As a matter of fact, NFL Network went out of their way to basically say no final decision had been made, which I'm sure is what they're being told, right? I I mean, so people that are in charge who are. Who like we just finished talking to Peter Rosenberg about the national perception. Yeah. And they really want to make sure that they give him their yeah. respect. So yeah. you never know. Yeah. I mean, so maybe they won't do it just because of that. Maybe they'll just release like a little, you know, thank you, Ron, on social media. You know what? The more I think about it, that's how they're gonna do it. Monday afternoon after they fire him, you know, late Sunday night, Monday morning, that's how they'll do it. Um yeah, I, it's going to be interesting because Ron's going to talk again tomorrow mm-hmm. and then presumably after the game on Sunday. Yeah. Now, obviously, if they pull off a, a shocking upset Sunday, um, <laughs> you know, that would be a hell of a victory lap for old, old Ron Rivera, <laughs> old yeah. double R. Um, and, you know, at that point, well-deserved, I guess. Mm. But um, be the worst thing for the commanders. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> um, I mean, yes, at times I am. Roost, I, uh, I, w- I wanted to ask you, going into this thing, you think a lot of vets are going to sit out? Yeah, because, I mean, A, some of them obviously have some injury-type stuff, like Allen and, and Kendall Fuller, and you know maybe Benjamin St. Juice doesn't you know get to play because of the concussion protocol and all that stuff. Um I mean, what what reason do you need Deron Payne to play? I mean, right. I mean, quite honestly, like, right? Don't you need to see more Fedarian Mathis? I mean, you know, can he KJ play? Henry? Yeah, I mean, I mean, but but like a guy like Fedarian Mathis, who's been so injured for his first two years, you know, can he play fifty five snaps a game? I don't know. I mean, we we've never seen that, right? Unless I'm forgetting something. Um, like what? You know, like what reason do you have to play if you're a veteran? You're not playing for momentum. You're not playing for this coaching staff. You're not playing for, I mean, the tape is what the tape is, right? Presuming that you've, you know, that you've played up until now. And even if you haven't played up until now, like why would you come back for one final meaningless game if you were injured, banged up, inactive the last couple of weeks, i.e. again, like a Kendall Fuller? I'm a dumbass. If you're injured, yeah. Would you stop that? If you're injured, yes. But my this is my thing. We have come up with this mindset 
of all these veterans can mm-hmm. sit out. They are part of the problem. Why we we're part of the reason that we're in this uh, situation, right? It's fair. It's fair. Be finish it up. That's fair. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I know mean, there sounds, is something to be I know said. It sounds for... a little. Oh man, you're... no, no, no. This is what when you are in it. If you were a part of the problem, you came back out at the end like, oh, I had nothing to do with that. Well, you know what? If you're injured, yes, yeah. I understand. You know who's an interesting play. test case is Terry because Terry's played in. Terry in these the in time. these games, yeah, like that's the last does. couple of years that they were eliminated the final week. That's the um, leader of the football yeah. team. So I, I mean, example. I would I would think he would play, but you know, well, I, he I, also he also can get to a thousand yards for right. fourth straight. Without him, I'm playing. Right, so that thousand yards, uh, five years straight. Yeah. Hey, you never know what's going to happen in the future. That totally. may be something to help you out. I mean, and that's something that that's a number that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Incentives, yeah. contract, that type of thing. Let me ask you. Roost, um, I, I took a minute to catch up with Trent Williams over the weekend. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. It's yeah, my sure understanding. Yeah, yeah, you got to catch up with him, too. Yeah. I believe we have a little bit of audio Uh-oh. from your interaction with Trent. Thank you. D- does, when you think of, like, full circle, you said number first number one seed coming back here, all that, like, what does that mean to you on a personal level? I mean, we know, you know, you're a sensitive kind of guy. <laughs> I wouldn't say sensitive. All right. <laughs> but, uh, sort of. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so there's so there's a That's little not bit of, sensitive, man. So there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a funny story in addition to the faux pas there. Okay. Okay. After that, a couple of questions after that, I I stood around and I wasn't going anywhere. I wanted to make sure the big trend understood that I said the wrong word and that I meant that you're kind of a a caring guy. You know, a. a, a some football players, as, as we know, are just robots and they have very little emotion. Trent's never been that way. Most Good of them like bad. that. Good Most of them bad. have emotion. They try to act a certain yeah, way. Yeah. All right. You hurt but, me, I want to hurt you. Okay. You treat fine. me well, I treat you well. But Trent has never been that way, at least the Trent that I knew. Mm-hmm. And I covered him from the day he walked in the door, right? And, and, and had a different relationship than maybe than a traditional media. I hadn't seen him in five and a half years. Mm-hmm. I don't talk to these guys pretty much on a regular basis. So I wanted to make sure he knew I wasn't calling him a sensitive baby that I just used the wrong word. And then we had a great conversation, which of course you guys didn't capture. We had a great conversation. Because you were talking off the, right, on the exactly. edge. You didn't want us to guess that part. I mean, and he gave me a hug at the end. So, oh, I mean, we're all that's good. so sweet. <laughs> we're all that's good. so sweet he gave you a hug. <laughs> See, JP, he don't want to give us no hugs. Huh? I got I want to give you guys hugs. I like you guys. <laughs> I'm um, a dumbass. Hey, uh, wh- you go one, ahead and one, hug. One B thing, Mitch. JP. I know you love opening lines. Can I drop this on you real quickly before we run out of time? Sure. Uh, so I was thinking about you on Monday for some odd reason. Ooh, I know okay. how much you love the bet online opening line action and how much it means and all that stuff. So I was thinking the 49ers opened up as 13 and a half point favorites over the Commanders last week, right? Opened up. And I think that was even before they lost to the Ravens. Maybe it was after. I can't remember. That was the opening line. And the Dallas Cowboys opened up as 13-point favorites over the Commanders this week. Um, It's the first time since 2000 that one team in back-to-back home games was 13-point or more underdogs, according to Aaron Oster, our first old time friend in at the Circa. And no, first time since 2000, the Cleveland Browns. So 23 years that a home team in back-to-back games has been 13-point or more underdogs. Ooh. How about that? Wow. Wow. You know what's funny is I actually heard you doing your show, and you broke that stat out. 
and I meant to, one, tweet it out and credit you, and I meant to text Oster that Rooster just did an entire segment on him. Because you spent like 15 minutes talking about Aaron's background, which well, I thought was pretty Well, you know, funny. I mean, listen, I just wanted to color the, 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 the word picture. I wanted everybody to know that, you know, he's done wrestling and he's done. Yeah, you're doing it here. Well, he's not doing it here anymore, but he's, you know, he's part of the D.C. The D.C. fabric, the D.C. Is fam. he also a sensitive guy? Yeah. He's probably a sensitive guy. I mean, Bruce, I'm sensitive. Don't worry about it. Yeah. See, B, you, you, come, you come across like you're not a sensitive guy, but I, I think I know the real Brian Mitchell oh, after yeah. all these years. I think I know JP, that you're start. a little bit of a sensitive he's, teddy he's bear. He's generous and he's sensitive. I'm he's generous. a teddy bear. I'm a little sensitive, but I can be an ass. Straight up. Oh, I'm sure. a dumbass. <laughs> no, B, B, nobody's arguing about that one. I'm a dumbass. How about that? <laughs> I, I, um, I want to make sure people understand that part, yeah. too. Landfill, <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a science experiment for Landfill. You answer this, Landini. Oh if we just kept talking to Rooster past the beginning of his show, do you think he would just stay on with us? Yes. Yeah. I'm looking at well, the I mean, clock. his show doesn't start for another hour, I mean, so Kevin he's got she- time. Kevin Sheehan, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't start <laughs> till two. And B, Kevin Sheehan goes late all the time, uh, you know, taking calls and doing smell tests. I'm a dumbass. You have a minute. I got a listener like, request. You have a minute and like 15 seconds. Ooh, listener request. It's net B, my show never starts at one o'clock straight up. Never. Right, it starts at two. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> What's the listener request? Lady? I'm a dumbass. That's it. I mean, very little variety and creativity from the listener. Zaza Pachulia. I'm a dumbass. Zaza. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you. Go get ready for your show. You got 30 seconds. Uh, Because I'm an idiot. (laughs) 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. It is Bleep You Thursday. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.